This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts and everything that you do in between. Today I have with me someone very exciting. I spoke to him and his awesome brother two years back. and uh, their journey has been a uh, more than a decade long and we had just encompassed it uh, in an hour long conversation but i have with me dr mahendra mahajan with us today welcome to the show dr mahendra kashya tumi thank you rohan thank you i am good i am good we are doing a conversation after 2 years and in these 2 years a lot has happened the podcast has grown uh, you have done a lot of challenges uh, starting with sea to sky uh, climbing the everest riding from mumbai to kathmandu crewing om uh, who was there on the part- podcast last year where he broke the record of kashmir to kanyakumari and also now you broke the record of running from leh to manali so how's that been uh, actually that has been actually uh, some 4 months back i came to know that Guinness has approved uh, uh, one more route mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, fastest on foot journey from Leh to Manali or Manali to Leh. You can do it either way, uh-huh. right? And that got got me tempted. I actually, uh, since I am a trekker, hardcore trekker, right from the beginning, from two thousand three onwards. Yeah. So trekking was in the blood. I had submitted Mount Everest, so I knew how my body behaves yeah. up to an altitude of twenty twenty nine thousand feet. Mm. And as you are aware, this Leh to Manali uh, is one of the highest motorable road. Yeah, right. So I was I I was also into marathon running, mm. and right. uh, some time back I did a trail run. So I uh, I liked that idea of mm. doing a fast trek. Like trail run is nothing but a You know, fast-paced trek, you can call it. Brisk, so brisk walk, a faster version of brisk walk. Brisk walk, yeah. So you are with the nature, in the nature. Hmm. You are, you can enjoy that, and you can do it as fast as possible. So when I applied for this, I saw it as a like, wow, I get to walk for four hundred and thirty kilometers. I am thinking, oh my god, trip. we have to walk for four hundred and thirty kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> so Rohan, it is just a perspective, like. Oh my god! Four thirty kilometer walk, or wow! I get to walk for four thirty kilometers. Yeah, and I'm sure the <laughs> with the view so scenic, you would have enjoyed every mile out there. Yes, yes, yes. So it's been two years. What has been with you, and uh, what's the update? Uh, so in two thousand nineteen, as you correctly said, uh, we both brothers we uh, submitted Mount Everest, and we did it in little unique style. Yeah, like uh, as you know, like uh, worldwide, the mountaineers they fly to Kathmandu. Yeah, and then they start their Everest base camp trek. They get acclimatized there and they go for a summit push. Yeah. So we thought, why not? Why not do this uh, journey more excitingly? Because as you know, all the heights of the, all the mountains is calculated from mean sea level. Right. Right. So let's start the journey from sea level. Hmm. so that human powered journey as 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 far as possible so what we planned was uh, we were already an accomplished uh, endurance cyclist so we thought let's uh, incorporate cycling into this expedition and let's start pedaling cycle from um, 
Mumbai, that is hmm. sea level, and let's go to the highest place on the earth. So that is why we named this expedition Sea to Sky. So basically, we both brothers we rode in a relay format from yeah. uh, uh, Mumbai to Kathmandu, a distance of approximately twenty seven hundred kilometers. And uh, we brothers, since we are doctors, and we often see to it that how we can give back to society. So social cause or any that is uh, an important aspect in our expedition. So uh, my brother Hitendra. been an anesthetist he is also into life saving so there is one simple procedure called cpr yeah cardio pulmonary resuscitation which can be learned by anybody and which if which if it is given to a person whose heart stops functioning that is called cardiac arrest so that can happen anywhere you know in your office when you are walking on the road you can see somebody i mean you might come across somebody who has collapsed right so this thing can this medical emergency can happen anywhere and uh, it is not necessary that you will get an ambulance immediately or a doctor at service so uh, this uh, cpr is an excellent activity which is very simple to learn and if it is given to a person there are high chances that he might we might be able to save his life so what we did was en route like from mumbai to nasik dhule indore you know jhansi kanpur lucknow all these places we conducted cpr workshops yeah and uh, uh, that was done in 13 places even in nepal uh, three places we conducted uh, uh, this cpr demonstrations so probably i think uh, 2000 people or people you know we got to teach them cpr so that was the best part of it Uh, I would like to stop. Slower, I would like to stop here yeah. for a minute. So yeah. you know, uh, I want you to speak a little more on this because uh, uh, we are seeing of late a lot of fit people are getting cardiac arrest and heart attack while they are on their uh, rides or runs or you know gymming these days. So right. what's the myth over here? Is being fit? What is being fit and what is being healthy and? Uh, Yeah. you spoke about cpr and this is specifically i wanted to speak with you because we have seen a lot of uh, athletes getting uh, you know very fatal injuries due to this so uh, what is it that you have to say and what can be done I in got, this case i got your point like uh, we often hear an athlete who is who is going on a run and he collapses yeah. and yeah. Uh, probably uh, had to lose his life but yeah. uh, rohan just uh, uh, see general population uh, so many people are getting the heart attack why they don't come into limelight is because they are just doing their routine activity right now if a runner runs and collapses it gets highlighted yeah. nothing else see the percentage wise the population getting heart attack mm. and somehow a runner or a cyclist getting a heart attack during his activity Mm. that gets more highlighted i think more reported rather we often don't come to know you know cardiac arrests happening around this yeah. so i think that is a myth secondly uh, what i would say is uh, been fit is always better i mean uh, if you hear some two three cases that people on the run they got their attack and that should not deter you because uh, 
anyway, uh, the chances are very less in a person who is physically active. Hmm. Now, what happens is being physically fit, and there is one more aspect which we are uh, overlooking over here is we don't know what stress that person is going through. Hmm. You know, stress of your profession, maybe it might be a family, some stress issues. Right, that can be also there. So this stress also play a lot of role in developing what we know as blockages. Right. They are nothing but they are a uh, atherosclerotic plaque in mm. terms of medicine. What it is doing is it is narrowing the uh, the blood vessels which are supplying supplying uh, blood to the heart. Right now that process is multifactorial. It is not just uh, that if you are doing physical exercise, but if you, if you are not sleeping well, if yeah. you are not eating well, if you are if you have your you know uh, uh, work tension, workload, and that stress is also very important factor. So we cannot overlook that. Yes. Um, and as I said, uh, only thing is it gets higher reported more. So that is why we come to know about it. Like uh, heart attack is quite common, but uh, definitely all these cardiac activities are uh, not only making you fitter; they are also, uh, you know, uh, a good stress buster. Absolutely. See, you feel a, you feel good after a, you know after a, after a ride. Yeah. And uh, after a run, after a swim, after a gym, probably that feel good factor is also very important. And one should one should listen to the body. See, hmm. uh, it doesn't happen that overnight. Like uh, an an heart attack comes, the person comes to know actually. Hmm. Uh, so when you are doing exercise, be little, do little warm up, do stretching, warm up, and start that activity at a slower space. Right. So if you are running at a slower space, there are high chances that you come to know about this aches hmm. and pains. Hmm. There is a chest pain. Sometimes there is no chest pain. You know that pain gets referred to your shoulder, your left arm, right. or left side of the jaw. Like such symptoms, uh, if you feel uneasy, like you should, you can, you should stop. So the intensity of activity should not be very high hmm. right from the beginning, and you should look out for signs. Uh, now, uh, I. I I think uh, all the sportsmen have doctor friends also doing this activity. Yeah. So give them a call, have a word with them. If required, you can do a ECG. Hmm. If required, they can advise you a 2D echo and like uh, listen to your bodies, hmm. uh, to your body, what any signs, signs and symptoms. Uh, that is what. Uh, if you have any specific question, if I'm uh, able to. <laughs> You know, no, I think you pretty much answered what, what, it. <laughs> what came to my mind, I just spoke, yeah. but I might miss out something. Yeah. No, I think you pretty much covered it. And listening to yeah. yourself, so you went to Kathmandu and you climbed the yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's continue there. That journey was also fantastic. Uh, we went to Kathmandu and um, at 15 places. Uh, even in Nepal, there was this one school where we conducted uh, this CPR activity, and they appreciated it. And we, as uh, you know, uh, like. Uh, we brothers going and climbing Everest. Yeah, that doesn't uh, you know affect society as much. Probably people around us uh, might get inspired. Yeah, and there is a limitation to how much people you we re we can reach to, right? But through this CPR activity, we could address to thousands of people, who in turn can you know. Uh, and it's a very simple activity. You have to just do chest compressions. Go on doing that, and 
uh, in a little scientific way hmm. and which if you also run Ro- rohan you can also teach it to you know people so probably uh, we were able to share our knowledge through this and even if one person's life gets you know uh, saved by this we would uh, think that our our intention of doing a sea to sky expedition is fulfilled to an extent yeah and it is an ongoing process we have our foundation that is mahajan bandhu foundation which is now a registered body there ah. are tax benefits to it and uh, under this umbrella we try to conduct uh, uh, whatever social activities uh, we can do and it's an ongoing process so we reached kathmandu and from there we did a base camp trek and while going to base camp uh, you know you need to acclimatize uh, yes climbing everest is a you know one and a half month process why because you need to you know uh, you need we you need to get acclimatized to the environment what does that mean is you need to take your body to you know 6000 meters come down recover 7000 meter come down recover so you need to do some rotations and we climbed one more there is there is a peak called island peak which is around 6200 meters mm-hmm. so we climbed that before we went to base camp in this process what happens you are subject your body is subjected to a lower oxygen pressure hmm. and your body starts making red blood cells right which are necessary to uh, carry the oxygen to the because as we go higher up there is uh, this labored breathing and hmm. you need to fatigue more faster than what you do at a sea level yeah so we went to base camp we had our team pioneer uh, you know expeditions who who was our caretaker and uh, we did some rotations and then got acclimatized and there was this uh, what what we look forward is a weather window right right uh, one rotation we we do up to camp 3 camp 3 is around 7000 meters so we go go there if possible stay there and come down to base camp and then wait for the weather window i remember so weather window is, uh, yeah. when you were at uh, about to reach the summit so there was a huge traffic jam <laughs> of mountaineers yeah. uh like i would like to uh, tell you about this traffic jam what happens is like um, you know mount everest can be climbed from nepal side that is south side mm. and tibet side is north side mm. from south side when you go to camp 4 that is 8000 meter where you where your last camp is stationed from there it is almost a night's walk or you can mm. say 8 to 12 hours walk right mm. from there you can see a summit that is called south summit why it is called south summit it is a false summit because once you reach south summit you come to know that there is still uh, some 300 meters of walk mm-hmm. which is an actual summit and which is at a higher level right okay so till south summit the peak that's the there peak. are ropes uh, no there, that's 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 a false uh, peak uh, but uh, that is the peak that you see from nepal side right mm. so uh, why i am talking about south summit it till south summit there are ropes which are fixed uh, there are two ropes which are fixed so one for the people who want to go up and one for somebody who wants to descend down mm. so that they don't interfere now you know that when you have a four lane highway there are less chances of traffic jam but what happens when when that uh, one line is blocked then there is a chaos right so what happens is from south summit to summit is a very short distance but it's a narrow ledge it's a narrow ledge and from where only one climber can pass mm. you must have seen those climbers which are wear, who are wearing summit suit and that's very bulky yeah, you know yeah you we have our thermos also placed in that lot of things camera 
some gels to eat <laughs> so uh, what happens is at the hillary step and all there is only a narrow ledge and a very steep fall from either side yeah oh we call it that if you fall on your left you fall into nepal and if you fall on your right you <laughs> fall into china or tibet so it is that narrow ledge so what happens is uh, like i was coming down so there were a few climbers who wanted to go up yeah. so we stopped and you, we let them go so but the climber who is climbing is at that altitude he's so fatigued he's such a slowly he goes up so as long you see like four five people are there so let them climb once though fifth person goes there is sixth seventh eighth joining yeah right so what happens is like uh, that is why there is a traffic jam and and one more important thing is what i was talking about was weather window yes right now this weather window is a perfect time where when the wind is blowing at least possible speed so there are less chances of you know storms hmm. snowstorms which can be blinding so you don't get to you know storms are really bad at that altitude hmm. you know there are something called as jet streams so the uh, air that is the wind that is blowing on summit of mount everest throughout the year is around 100 150 km ph also my only during this some third week of may usually or in the month of may the wind blows at a lower speed that is 30 to 50 miles mm-hmm. that is considered as a okay speed that's a good good uh, time mm-hmm. when we should you should go in uh, and try to climb to the summit okay what happened in 2019 was this uh, you know all over the world this um, meteorologist and uh, you know weather expert they are uh looking at the what could be the expected uh you know weather uh, at the summit right and uh, there are news flowing that during our time 24 25th these yeah. two days are good right yeah. so imagine a person a mountaineer who is staying in and around base camp for one and a half months he is sleeping in sub zero temperature and he's doing those rotation rounds yeah. so everybody is like waiting to go to outer mm. is you know chaos and <laughs> you and the news comes that only these two days are good to go yeah so nepal government has given uh, some 450 climbers or 500 climbers the permission yeah most of them 99% of them have sherpas accompanying to them with them right now everybody tries to go on those two days because nobody wants to uh, mess up with nature yeah. <laughs> and uh, there is this narrow ledge between south summit and summit hmm so uh, that is bound to happen or like uh, last year there was a good uh, you know one or two weeks if you get a weather window which is good for hmm. uh, over a period of one or two weeks then there won't be a traffic jam yeah so uh that is the reason as i said and uh, i feel if if somebody reaches south summit also and if he sees that there are a lot of people in the queue and if the climber starts getting little uncomfortable because your oxygen starts depleting hmm. you have exerted throughout the night from camp 4 and uh, you're already into fatigue and if yeah. you feel that waiting is dangerous i think one should take a call and come down from south summit it is as good mm. as you know it is just psychological whether you have been to the summit or not but south yeah. summit and summit are hardly any height difference and as i said south, from south summit there are two ropes there is one more rope to come down mm. so there is no traffic jam uh, 
uh, yeah. in that area so that is what uh, i could say about tell about <laughs> traffic jam yeah and one more thing like since we are uh, speaking over here about mount everest what i have seen is many climbers uh, mm. do not keep themselves hydrated and they, they don't eat well uh, as it is when you go higher altitude your appetite goes down uh, but uh, i feel that everybody should carry gels Mm-hmm. gels are something which can be you know gulped down yeah. each gel will give you 100 calories and uh, there is some important uh, you know story about uh, i was carrying some 10 15 gels with me okay and my sherpa wasn't carrying huh. but every time i used to have gel and i used to offer him he used to eat but he was not carrying for himself huh. i mean everybody tired fatigue everybody needs calories but uh, i somehow don't understand why people don't carry gels self care is important in situations like these yeah you should you should go on replenishing as much as possible your energy electrolytes and gels that is very important and uh, one more uh, story about the gels is like i uh, i started you know we both brothers we started uh, going for a summit push you call it summit push when you start in the evening from camp 4 mm-hmm. and uh, then as i was going up there is a place called balcony where you know your oxygen cylinders gets changed or okay. they, uh, they are changed so there i was eating a gel and i realized that suddenly that my gel has started becoming hard ah rock hard so i just stopped by the side of the rope i removed all my gels from the outer pocket hmm. kept it inside the pocket inside pocket inner pocket so, the body so that they remain close uh-huh. to the body yeah yeah and they they remain in the liquid <laughs> state yeah so this is one point which is which is very important yeah. another one point for the climbers what i would say is we people we are we are from the from the plains so we should never take out our uh, goggles when we mm. are climbing mm. because the wind at that uh, at that uh, altitude is around you know the temperature in the night is minus 30 minus 40 yeah. so at that uh, altitude if that wind you know that that has ability to burn your eyes yeah oh. and that is that is something called a snow blindness yeah. which causes lot of pain sometimes it doesn't cause pain but it causes total blindness mm. so this is very important for uh, you know my fellow climbers that uh, we should not uh, play with the i mean we should never go never remove our goggles that is very important mm. and keep oneself hydrated and eat uh, gels yeah what is the most memorable part of you know climbing the everest uh the most mem- memorable part is when you reach the summit yeah you know you feel so high you feel so nice you feel the view is mesmerizing when i reached at around 5:30 there was uh, sun which was about to rise uh, on the on the east horizon that is tibet side yeah and you see all the mountains around you are smaller 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 and the view cannot be explained but i have i i had an uh, you know i i had taken three uh, clips which i have posted on our facebook page that is yeah. mahajan brothers cyclist so if somebody wants to uh, get the view of how it actually looks from the summit it is mesmerizing and uh, you really feel you know a sense of accomplishment uh, to be in on the top of uh, you know highest yeah. place on the earth that's that's really fantastic awesome and we have been waiting there you know you have been waiting there as i said everybody is waiting from one and a half months to get this chance chance yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's it's and worth the wait is, 
ियस and a lounge and a led tv and all those things yeah when <laughs> that is not required which athlete which yeah. mountaineer has the time to watch an led tv <laughs> uh, but still, yeah they'll give you two sherpas with you okay like, yeah. i mean two sherpas i i think one should not be dependent on that hmm. you should go with your physical you know abilities and uh, your training and I'm sure it's it's a once in a lifetime experience. And uh, given a chance, would you like to go back there? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's a little bit of torture, yeah. It's yeah. a torture. Yeah, but uh, once your dream is fulfilled, I think you can look forward so for some other uh, some other challenges mm. uh, to keep you going. Mm. I feel you should enroll in some of the other activities. So you know there is some. some commitment some uh, you know everybody is lethargic so that keeps you pushing yeah like i saw, like i came to know about leh manali and i jumped on the i mean i oh, applied yes. for that record and uh, guinness takes around 3 months to reply to give mm. you a permit uh, a to attempt. ticket hum. so that time is mm. a good time to train yourself 3 to 4 months and then you can yeah uh, yeah give it a try yeah. awesome so from Everest, we come to Manali. So lay rather. So right, what right. was it? How how did this plan come about? Uh, you are essentially a cyclist and a trekker. So from that to running, and you yourself have done lay to Manali uh, on cycle as well. So how how is it? Uh, how is it different when you are on foot versus you are you are on a cycle? Yeah, it is very very different. <laughs> There is absolutely. <laughs> no comparison it is much more difficult on foot mm. uh the reason is you feel this you feel this difference uh, remarkable when you are downhill ah ah when you are see for a for a cycle you need not pedal you just have to break 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 and uh, you come down a mountain and these guard these guards like when you are getting down from tanglangla yeah. or Naki, and all these Mm, uh, downhills are uh, roughly around thirty to forty kilometers. Right. So on cycle it is a free ride. Mm. But when you are walking, actually it is more strenuous. You have to stop against the gravity. Path. No, 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 no. See what happens is uh, we are, uh, you know, walking uphill. A a, a low grade uphill or a flat is. Mm. I would say it is more simpler than getting down the mountain. Hmm. Because go, getting down, you know, every time it hits your uh, uh, knee and ankle. Okay. And our our muscles are not trained for downhill hmm. for long downhills. Hmm. So downhill is uh, you know walking walking down, especially after the first day. Yeah. When you're already your muscles are sore. that times uh, downhill becomes more challenging than an uphill mm. i would say that is a major difference uh, so downhill is not a free ride as it is in cycling it is more uh, traumatic uh, for the knee and uh, for the legs 
and basically i came to know about uh, that agenis has approved this particular route and uh, on foot journey and uh, so i applied for it i was knowing the route i had not done this route myself on cycle but uh, i had crewed driven this hmm. i i have driven also when i was going uh, to leh to support hmm. home hmm. and I, i i had crewed also when he was riding so i was i i generally have a good visual memory so i knew the topography and terrain yeah. how many kilometers of uphill downhill what is the altitude so i knew what the challenges could be uh so likewise i went to lay five days in advance actually i would say one or two weeks mm-hmm. two weeks will be a very good time that you should be in lay before taking up such activity but i i was little confident that i will get acclimatized earlier so uh, i landed in lay and uh, on the third day i went to khardungla and stayed there for six hours okay to just see that how my body behaves <laughs> like do i get headache do i get fever do i get nauseated and nothing like that happened so i was third day and uh, uh, then fourth day i did a small run hmm. my vehicle my vehicle came by road i mean i flew to leh but uh, om got the vehicles hmm. along with two two of my crew members hmm. that is nitin mankhede sumit paringe they came on road then uh, by road and uh, then we set up the vehicle we stuffed it with a lot of things to eat drink and uh, fruits everything dry fruits and then uh, the fifth day uh, i started the expedition uh, fortunately sonam wangchuk ji he came for uh, flag off areva and uh, ladakh uh, uh, police head that is kandare sir he came for flag off and hmm. uh, we started the expedition and first day uh, it was Uh, jog for the initial you know 20 kilometers or so and then it was a brisk walk and i managed to cover uh, 91 kilometers on day 1 wow uh, that was from that was from leh to tanglangla tanglangla huh. is uh, one um, pass which is at an which is highest en route it is hmm. at around 17600 meters yeah. and we managed to reach uh, the base of tanglangla that was my plan initially and uh, by quarter to 12 i mean i was walking from 6 615 until quarter to 12 uh, i was walking and we i covered 91 kilometers of course there were short breaks yeah. of stretching few breaks i mean most of that food was on the go like mm-hmm. they used to hand for my crew used to hand me over a fruit dry fruits and those things like eating uh, i mean the the idea was to keep on walking for a long durations so yeah. that you cover maximum possible you know you don't waste time so you were on foot uh, for almost around 18 to 19 hours yeah day one you can say yeah day one it was uh, 18 hours hmm. day fourth it was 20 hours and oh. uh, on an average it came to around 16 hours of you hmm. know on foot every day so first day we reached tanglangla base and next day morning we uh, crossed tanglangla and uh, my plan was to you know uh, cross the uh, this passes mm. in the morning mm. like how i next day i crossed tanglangla and got down to you know debring more pain and pang pang is at a little lower altitude so there are few hotels at pang where you can stay so second day i stayed at pang how was the topography see basically between leh to manali there are grossly if you want to see there are four mountain ranges mm. so uh, you cross all these mountain ranges 
and uh, when you are when you want to climb uh, i mean when you are uh, crossing those mountain ranges you climb up and these ghats as i said are, are around 22 to 40 kilometers in length yeah and you get down to you get down you lose the altitude again again you come down to 15000 altitude then again next day uh, nakila and lachungla where the two passes we cross they go to around 16600 or so come down to sarchu so the idea was to uh, cross this these passes early in the morning and when you're calling it a day yeah. you're you know ending your ending your day end it at a lower altitude like as i said tanglangla base was day one hmm. pang was second day third day was sarchu yeah. and fourth day it was darcha so all these places which i mentioned where i stopped were at a little lower altitude and uh, next day uh, morning you climb the passes and cross them and come down so uh, this is how i had planned and fortunately uh, it got executed that way hmm. on the second day uh, when i was you know if you ask me did i feel any time that i won't be able to do it <laughs> yeah i felt it on second day i remember second day i was uh, pang was 5 kilometers and it was down downhill of 5 kilometers and my knee started hurting see any other place if it hurts it's okay but knee every time your yeah. your you know how many steps did i i i walked for 4 lakhs 70720 steps my smart watch that garmin watch was counting this yeah. so i know the figure so uh, roughly you are you, i am walking 1 lakh kilometers a day so every time if your knee pains it is not possible to walk yeah so i start, had started developing a knee pain uh, but i rested for that day uh, then next day morning it was uh, a little better hmm. i had one pain killer yeah and uh, see uh, uh, like i i mentioned about pain killer but you should avoid that if you are if you are if you have to take it stay hydrated okay. stay very hydrated eat well drink well if you are taking a painkiller in case mm-hmm. and uh, take it in moderation if it is not i just took it and it responded my pain went went off and i i did not take it later on mm. you know mm. you should avoid it i am not encouraging here to use painkiller so what so, to do if you, if, know, you know if the knee hurts because it will uh, you are uh, walking a lack step so it is bound to hurt uh, yeah but what so, do you do if so, not painkiller if not painkiller then you can do stretching hmm. uh, you can do ice application if it is possible hmm. and uh, these two three things you can do uh, regular massage i'll tell you one thing if it doesn't respond by painkiller it is not <laughs> going to respond i mean yeah. then there is no uh, i mean no point in dragging you know so uh, day at the end of day two i felt but uh, morning i was feeling okay and then i uh, then i walked at a little slower slower pace hmm. and then after second day it didn't hurt me so i was fortunate so but if you if you have pain more or uh, if it if 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 the pain wouldn't have responded to a painkiller yeah pain, of course i had to quit i had to respect the body yeah yeah problems are everywhere some are catastrophic while some are small some of us succumb to it while some of us try to adjust and start coexisting with it and then there are those that stand against the tide and try to change the status quo they will either win or die trying but they would never quit 
and let me assure you something positive will definitely come out of their efforts their work does bring a change not just for themselves but to everyone and beyond them what made them stand against all odds and what gave them the courage to do so their efforts sparked a revolution around the society and people living in it my name is rohan thakar and i bring to you seeing the change on eplog media network there is a very simple saying that uh, you know incentives drive behavior so what you will incentivize is what the behavior will come we know that what uh, you know uh, upcycling is reuse is recycling is uh, just that we need to adopt into our system the whole world thinks that electric is the future but i think we really need to think uh, what form of mobility because uh, gaadi petrol ho ya electric fast na to traffic mein hi hai join me to converse with these mavericks as we decode the solutions for our planet remember either you can crib about it or do something and it starts the moment you know what to do okay dr mahajan let's continue and we are talking about your uh, expedition that is from lay to, to manali and we were speaking about uh, the downhill yeah and the knee hurt so so down downhills are really bad uh, uh, when it comes to walking actually yeah and uh, we were also talking about uh, the strategy uh, how to when you are doing from leh to manali or manali to leh whatever like uh, the strategy should be like you should reach the foothills rest there next day morning you should climb the passes hmm. come down and rest at the lower altitude hmm. so uh, what happened was like guinness world record one one more thing is uh, i want to given information is it treats the male and the female category differently hmm right so before me one female had done it in 6 and a half days and uh, when i applied i thought i would be given a lesser number of days but hmm. they gave me 8 days you know okay but 8 days was never a program i mean i had i had thought of four or max hmm. five days hmm. right? and according to that i had chopped my entire route wow like uh, first day i would be at least till tanglangla base hmm morning i'll climb the tanglangla pass and get down yeah get down to you know uh, debring or more plains yeah now and then pang pang was the second day halt third day you climb to nakila pass and lachungla pass hmm. these are the twin passes uh, they are just 10 kilometers apart and then you get down to a river basin and then you reach a place called sarchu yeah like, right and one more thing is like i had one support vehicle an suv so what i had done is i had made one bed in that hmm. so worst come to worst fitness scenario if uh, like i had planned to stay in sarchu suppose yeah and if i'm not able to reach there i'm just 10 20 km short so worst come to worst i had one tent and uh, which is which was a two man tent yeah and i had one bed in my suv okay so we could have stayed anywhere by the side of the road mm. but it is always a pleasure to stay <laughs> you know to sleep on the flat bed yeah. so as far as possible i tried to avoid that and i tried to reach the destination however uh, exhausted i was but that was comfortable for everybody mm. right? you know ek 
Why to unnecessary strain the crew as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. And for that, we you know we we even bought a very thick blanket hmm. from there, right? And one more thing, like uh, one of my crews, Sumit, he suggested, what have what what if it rains? I said I never thought of it because if it rains, I'm going to walk. But he said, Doc, uh, you should at least you know there's something called as poncho. Huh. Poncho is not right. It, it covers you from the neck down. Yeah, and um, that was a very wise decision to get that poncho because on the second day hmm. when I was walking on the Moray Plains, hmm. uh, that time it started raining, and uh, the good part or the bad part of these rains is you know what the temperature is so cold. Hmm. It is like a ice therapy, hmm. and. i was walking in my shoes like right and if my shoes get wet i don't know when they'll dry right because these areas are cold you know there are not not much of a sunshine so you can't expect it to dry in few hours hmm. so on the second day when it started raining immediately i took out my shoes kept it in my follow vehicle and i got into sandals okay i was walking in the sandals but that was a good decision because you know after 2 hours or so the rain stopped then again i i i wear my shoes mm. so that way i could i could spare my shoes from getting wet right because once it gets wet it is actually very irritating it's gone mm. and uh, it becomes cold mm. and you never know when it is dry so that was that was good thing i faced rain on the first day, on the second day yeah and uh, after reaching pang as i told you once i felt that there was a knee pain and next day we started and next day we started one more thing is my my follow vehicle mm-hmm. which was an suv on the first night when we stopped it had some some starting issues oh at that temperature you know uh, your vehicle should be in the best possible form mm-hmm. otherwise it's really bad and on the first day after the first night on the second day when we got up we actually had to push the car i mean dhakka deke start karna pada ha so what happened is second day we stopped at pang hmm. and uh, we uh, as per the guinness requirement we make a short video that this is the place this is the time this is checkpoints yeah starting on second day yeah. we make a evidence wala video yeah and uh, we start to go start from pang and my vehicle was not starting yeah so i thought like on the first day as uh, we were able to i mean my crew members were able to start it yeah. they'll do it yeah and i started walking <laughs> and i thought they'll they'll manage the issue and they'll come yeah i was walking for 1 hour 2 hours then i started then i started thinking ki the vehicle must have now started giving problems wo vehicle on hi nahi ho rahi hogi and i was not carrying my you know after 1 or 2 hours you start feeling thirsty you start feeling hungry and my vehicle was not coming right so i literally and in the morning we used to i used to put an alarm for 4 o'clock i used to get up at 4 o'clock and by quarter to 5 i used to start walking in quarter to 5 when you start walk after 1 hour it's quarter to 6 quarter to 7 and the you don't have anything to eat and anything to drink so i literally and that time the vehicle the 
the traffic is very less there are very few, few very few people going it's uh, mostly in mostly uh, empty stretches right yeah empty stretches yeah mm. you you and your nature i mean mm. so i literally stopped one fellow who was uh, there was one uh, uh, local bolero going huh. so i i told him do you have some water to drink he said yeah he offered me a water a bottle of water i said i can i keep it He said, "Yeah, okay, you keep it. You know, for me it was a big thing. For him, it was a very small thing. Yeah. Then I borrowed that water because river stream at the lower altitude are muddy. Hmm. You cannot drink that water. Yeah. So this guy was. I was fortunate to get water. Then I I was walking for another hour, and I saw a small hut or a tent. Yeah. I thought, yeah, there are chances that I'll get something to eat here. Then I approached that guy. that guy was actually they were working for they were surveying for a tunnel okay and uh, he said mere mere ladke to abhi baad mein uthenge fir uthne ke baad wo banayenge <laughs> i said i don't have matlab i was yeah. very hopeful ki mujhe khane ko milega but then he said he cannot help i said it's fine then i started walking and after two and a half hours my vehicle came i was so uh, eased to Yeah, relieved. I, mean, I had so relieved. I was so so relieved that I have so many things to eat, so many dry fruits. But if you don't get it in time, yeah, it is of no use. Yeah, that was the that was the third day when I started, and uh, then we climbed. Then I hogged on lot of. <laughs> I mean, I was really hungry, so I hogged to replenish my energy. Took a stretching break, and then I climbed. uh the lachungla pass yeah and used to meet many you know bikers hmm they were they were really i mean uh, surprised to see that somebody is walking this route you know i met cyclists also yeah i used to cheer them up if they are if they are waiting i used to have i used to talk hmm. to them and since i was a cyclist i really had a you know uh, soft corner for all these cyclists who were exerting but they were they were amazed to know that somebody is doing it on the foot uh in the more plain when it was raining there was a group from kolapur mm-hmm. and uh, these guys uh, my crew member they were they had a talk with them mm. he is doing it at a faster pace so i w- when when this kolapur marathi guys they approached me i wanted to stop but you know these crew members had told them ki ye rukne wala nahi hai is so they were literally walking with me taking selfies Arre and uko mat sir aap chalo 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 <laughs> and it's lot of fun to interact with people and i mean whenever you are doing a very exertive active activity now you should have a positive frame of mind yeah you should enjoy that torture hmm. i mean see nobody is forced to do it you chose it it's a challenge that you, you have taken it. yourself you chose it so you should enjoy it hmm. I mean, uh, on the more planes, I took a little, you know, on foot journey. You can take a shortcut. Yeah, correct. So whenever I used to see a trail which is going uh. little shortcut, I used to go on that. So in the more plane, I saw this wild horses, hmm. which probably if I would have gone by road, I would have never noticed them. And uh, these wild horses are typically the same color, uh. and they have a very prominent color on the neck. Okay. You can spot them uh, because of that color, and uh, whenever I used to approach the, I mean they are grazing there. Okay, the first horse that notes you 
he becomes alert hmm. then he goes and runs to his herd and as if he's informing that some human being is coming <laughs> and as you approach them they start running towards the mountain okay so they did not oh, attack you no 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 absolutely hmm. not they were so shy ah but i could make out that they are not been domestic they are not domestic i didn't know there are uh, wild horses as well in india was mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. it is uh, in the stables itself yeah they are in the stables but i could not see any person around them hmm. i could not see any settlement around them hmm. so there was no question of them uh, being domestic wow so and the uh, and uh, i told you uh, uh, after pang my gadi wo, my my vehicle yeah. was not starting yeah and then i started taking shortcuts and i you know there is something called as bharal bharal mm-hmm. bharal is you know wild goat it's it's it looks it's like very hairy uh, huge in size yeah, it looks like a it looks like a deer also and it looks like a goat also mm. so it's something like a mix of that mm. and i could spot them bharals uh, en route Wow. and as i so as i told you somebody lent me a uh, bottle of water and then I, as i climbed higher the streams got Cleaner. you know as you climb higher to, to the uh, pass there are fresh water coming in so that is something that is clear water and which is potable water wow. so i refilled the water from the streams and i was drinking that water wow. and i we used to do it uh, from 2003 when by the time uh, when when i was trekking the bottle water was very bottle water was a very new phenomenon for us on the trek so lot of interesting things happened as a city dweller i'm mesmerized by this scene you know yeah and the best part of this route is after first 50 kilometers from leh huh. your network doesn't work hmm so what did you sat phone no 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 with your crew why why do you use a phone <laughs> connect with the nature na sahi baat hai see the places around uh, interact with people if you get to opportunity to talk with them like uh, on one of the stretches i saw a a family who was walking you know mm-hmm. then this uh, t- there were two males and one 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 female okay and the female was carrying a kid huh. a small kid and the two female uh, two males were carrying something heavy hmm. because they were exchanging their hands then i started interacting with them ki ye kya leke ja rahe ho Aha. so uh, they had purchased a goat meat okay know, that they were carrying with them hmm. and then i asked them uh, whether they are localites over here so they had, they they were basically nepalis they who had come to work over here hmm. you know it's a very that environment to work is really i mean road work hats off to that bro that is border oh, road yeah. organization they make maintain maintain the roads but the true workers are i'll tell you the one who is hit by the what do you say socio economic status and mm. all so there are these biharis there are jharkhandis jharkhand mm. people who are actually working i mean what is uh, practical you know work yeah they are doing so i used to go they used to i mean road work is going on biharis and jharkhandis are working and uh, i used to just i knew that they were not localites so if they were localized i used to greet them by jule hmm. jule jule is like hey hi 
सो इनको तो मैं नमस्ते भाई साहब एंड आई टेल यू यू गिव दे रिस्पेक्ट दे गिव यू टेन टाइम रिस्पेक्ट भाई साहब कैसे हो कहा से हो कब से हो यहाँ पे उनको एक अपनापन लगता था एंड वंस वॉट एपन यू नो माई क्रू क्रू ऑल्सो यूज टू गेट टायर्ड यू कैनोट फैक्ट एंड आई वॉज मोटिवेटेड बिकॉज आई हैड टू डू दैट एक्सपीडिशन वॉट मोटिवेशन दे विल हैव दे हैव अ मोटिवेशन टू सपोर्ट मी फाइन दे आर माई फ्रेंड्स माई ने व्यू बट समटाइम्स आई यूज टू टेल देम की यू गो अड एंड स्लीप फॉर समाइम एंड ऑल ऑफ देम विल स्लीपिंग एंड आई क्रॉस दैट व्हीकल I crossed that vehicle. Vehicle. Nobody noticed. Nobody amongst my crew noticed that I I have a chorus crossed. I didn't intimate them because I thought they are taking a power nap. If I dist if I disturb them, they won't get a rest. So I crossed hmm. and went ahead. With my experience, I a thought came to know to me that whether they know know that i have the, i i am i have crossed them you have crossed them ah. whether i am behind them or whether i am ahead of them <laughs> when they when they wake up should they search me ahead of them or should they go reverse and search so i used to i i went little ahead and i saw them the road road workers they were working i told them that if a vehicles come comes and ask for a walker or a runner Tell them that I am. I am ahead of. I have gone ahead. So I knew this. So these guys, you know, um, they are and and something happens to you if you are in a problem. They are going to help you. Yes. It's not because of that expectation, but you know, uh, you should greet them. You give give respect, as I said, and it will come back to you. Absolutely, yeah, irrespective of, of what they are or who they are, respect must be given to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, any work, any privilege that you have today is because of the hard work of these people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, well said. And uh, uh, then, as you you know, uh, first day I clocked around ninety-one kilometers. Second day it was around eighty kilometers. Third day it was just sixty-five, uh, seventy kilometers. But you know when we when when you think that after 60 after i mean uh, third day was sarchu so i reached yeah. sarchu and uh, if you make you make up your mind that i'm going to stay in sarchu then it is very difficult to then continue ahead of that mm. Mm. and moreover what happens is why is that see what happens is like if you you look forward to reaching sarchu and resting <laughs> you're already tired And yes. when you reach Sarchu, you are not in a frame. Like I reached around eight thirty only in the eight thirty is too early in the evening. Hmm. I could have continued for another ten or ten kilometers, right? But what happens is when you, once you make up your mind to give up, lah, then I said we'll reach. Then the body automatically automatically starts surrendering. Active mode. You hmm. look forward hmm. to five kilometers to Sarchu, three kilometers, two kilometers. Sarchu has come. So eight thirty in the in the night. we called it a day which they checked into a hotel it was not a hotel it is like dormant dorm and you get hmm. to sleep on a flat bed and you, they give you a nice kambal ah. that day uh, i ate hot food before going to sleep i had a privilege of doing and third day and since i reached early i had a privilege of having a bath hmm but but the condition that they are leaving it you know cold breeze 
and i requested they requested them will i get a hot water you cannot expect a hot water it it is a lukewarm water there are no hot mm. tanks, you know they are like short of, yes. short of uh-huh. temporary settlement temporary settlements mm. so there is a common bathroom the door doesn't close close you know you put that warm water on your body and after 2 seconds it becomes cold water <laughs> so but, but it was a it was such a pleasure to have a bath after th- you know after yeah. walking for 3 days so i said it's okay let's take it a let, take a break we ate well we i had a bath and we slept hmm. again 4 o'clock in the morning put a put an alarm and start walking so this yeah. was the fourth day then and then we uh, crossed the barlacha pass and barlacha pass uh-huh. after, after barlacha pass then what happens is you try to you tend to go at a little lower altitude mm-hmm. as you go towards lower altitude there are you, you know in the ladakh region for the first three days it's a barren it's a cold desert yeah the land is barren there are no trees trees don't survive at that altitude but what it's a cold can, desert yeah it's a cold desert you can see mm. shrubs you know small mm. shrubs there are no tall trees because yeah. at that altitude and at that uh, in that environment the trees don't survive and what right. you come across is a mammoth you know what is mammoth it's like a big squirrel ha uh-huh. ha you'll come across rabbits mamma that's all but mm. a, you know you can connect to the nature or you can enjoy the mountains mm. when you are going at a lower pace the slower Absolutely. the pace the more you can connect to the environment or the yeah. nature and uh, the slogan of this expedition was hum fit to desh fit kya baat hai yeah. and coincidentally as we are recording today uh, 12th of august it's international youth day wow. <laughs> and uh, quite a fitting of course the episode will be aired much later on but uh, quite a fitting slogan for the day yeah 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 and uh, i wrote about this expedition to pmo hmm and what i wrote was a 46 year old dentist hmm who is not at all a professional athlete can walk in this harsh environment for on an average 80 kilometers or so hmm so why do you why do we have to take our suvs or bullets for an himalayan expedition that is a growing trend yeah himalaya is a eco sensitive region hmm the less you pollute it the more better it is for the mankind what is the water for water source water source for us living in bombay pune is the rain but this ladakh region is not meant to get rains there are very few rains in punjab punjab is the most fertile soil mm. where is the water coming from it is coming from himachal it is coming from j and k yeah how is it retaining waters because of the you know glaciers mm. now if we go and pollute and if we go that is leading to global warming glaciers will be melting yeah so why not we explore the himalayas on foot go for a trek see the quench is to remember to to see these places hmm. as i said as i gave you an example about rabbits marmot yeah. bharal wild horses 
you know you cannot spot this when you are going in an suv absolutely not <laughs> when you are the first indian to get guinness world record for traversing from leh to manali on foot no, no, right no, i'll correct i'll 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 correct it there was one female who did it uh, okay. from leh to manali mm-hmm. and uh, she took 6 and a half days and oh, yes, you uh, mentioned so, about so but the guinness treats male and female category differently so yeah. still they so allowed first male i i expected it to be lesser than 6 and a half days you know it should be 6 mm-hmm. 5 and a half 5 days but they give me 8 days but that was not my plan my plan was maximum 5 days and um, on fourth night we reached a place called darcha now darcha is like around uh, 96 roughly 100 kilometers from manali yeah fourth day i rested over there and uh, we checked into a hotel now mm-hmm. after four days i get a proper hotel which has a washroom which has you know hot, cold water hot water you know it's a uh-huh. luxury we got to eat chicken uh, i mean what we used to get earlier was paratha maggi uh-huh. maggi omelet mm just that and now after fourth day i reached darcha we ate well and i was yeah. i told my crew that see i wanted to do it in within 5 days but i don't see it practically possible because now when we start in the morning we'll be having the fifth day and 96 kilometers i don't think i'll be able to clock in one day that is uh-huh. after after carrying a fatigue of four days yeah so that day we slept i used to put an alarm of 4 o'clock hmm the last day i put an alarm of let's sleep for one hour more let's let's enjoy the luxury of the hotel so we put an alarm for 5 o'clock we got to the start line at 5:45 yeah now 96 kilometers were remaining for manal mhm now things started getting interesting since i since i got to sleep for one more hour i was little more fresh we lost the altitude we came to darcha mm. where we could see pine trees so greener mm. more oxygen i felt very energetic i started walking wow. faster now wow. usually i used to cover 4 and a half to 5 kilometers in an hour here i started covering 6 and a half kilometers in an hour wow so i mean uh, then you look forward you know atal tunnel atal tunnel is how many 70 kilometers come on let's go let's go let's go i i minimized my uh, breaks i minimized i i asked them to get me a parcel of you know omelet whatever you can get and i started eating and uh, there is something that this atal tunnel north portal it has got a north portal towards sisu hmm. which is 33 kilometers away from manali by evening 7 o'clock when it was bright light i reached the north portal of manali so now manali i met en route cyclist yeah we were very happy i mean a group from mulund uh, was there and uh, we click photographs they offered me something to eat and there was a positivity lot of positivity around and now i reached at 7 o'clock i reached the north portal of the atal tunnel mm. Mm. 3 kilometers were remaining and i was not sure whether they allow i i spoke to a local guy in manali he said chalne wale ko kon rokta hai 
Then hmm. I said, I want to go to the trial. They said, do you have permissions? I said, no, but I have a letter from Ladakh police. I showed them the letter. Then they said, then they took a photograph. He conveyed it to the seniors. Then he conveyed it to a Kulu SP. And finally, the Kulu SP gave him permission to go. Right. So but that, that might have counted your three, four hours at least of your time, right? No, no, no. It counted so that one and a half to two hours. One and a half. Then they gave me an escort. And I hmm. said, I don't require, I'm not a VIP here. I don't require a, a, a escort. And I'm not going to, you know, create any harm. I'll go, I'm, I'm going to walk through the tunnel yeah. and by the side of the road. I won't create any nuisance. So hmm. they were not convinced. Oh, well, like, I, we have been given a permission to give an escort. There are 120 cameras in on the, the tunnel. And if I don't, if if they don't provide me an escort, it might create problems on their, you know. They job. might get in trouble. Yeah, they might get in trouble. So I said, it's okay now. So one and a half hours we waited. And for that nine, that's the nine, nine kilometers of tunnel, which is monotonous. You get to mm. see the same view. <laughs> <coughs> By the time we crossed the tunnel, it was already 10 o'clock in the night. Hmm. I was carrying the fatigue of four days. I was walking from 5.45 in the morning. 10 o'clock, I reached the tunnel end. Now, Manali is around 25 kilometers remaining. It's yeah. all downhill. I started missing my cycle. If it was a downhill, I, if, I, if somebody <laughs> has given me a cycle, it's just a matter of less than one hour and I'll be in Manali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a downhill. It is more demanding on the muscles and the joints. Mm. And worst part is, it started raining heavily. Oh. The moment you are out of the tunnel, it started. Yeah, it started <laughs> raining. Again, I took out my shoes, got into the sandals, wear my poncho. And in the night, it is raining. So, it's cold. Mm. Cold, yeah. It's Barely cold. 10 degrees. Now, a thought comes into the mind. Chod yaar. Get up whenever you're, you, you, you know, you get up and then go and finish it. But then I thought 25 kilometers, four to yeah. five minutes. In race across America, we used to pedal day in and day out. Mm. In the night, we used to ride for four to five hours. I mm. thought, let's take it as one night and four hours chalana hai, chalna hai. Mm. I started walking, I started dancing. <laughs> to you know to to uplift my morale to uplift the morale of the crew members Hindi songs matlab barish ke songs bigi bigi raaton mein rimjin ke saban sab pe dance karo aur chalo that positivity took me for 12 kilometers out of the barsa pani doctor mahendra ne raste pe aag laga dali it was like that only. I mean, we we have a very good footages, you know, GoPro footages. We'll come up with some. Uh, we'll use that over here. <laughs> documentary will come. Uh, and then after 12 kilometers, I'm this keep, keeping all my positivity, all my energy. And I'm walking from last three hours, one o'clock huh. in the night. I have covered 12 kilometers. Oh my God, 12 is still remaining. <laughs> so I started, started feeling sleepy. I told Om that I will sleep Then, where do I sleep? There was some, yeah. some tapri sort of thing. It was, you know, it was also water was pouring from all mm-hmm. places. 
so he said no kaka i'll walk with you hmm. he walked with me he is not very he is a very good cyclist but he cannot walk because of his flat foot he gave me company okay. for 3 kilometers he was talking any rubbish i was listening to it just because you know that sleep to, cycle, to disturb ah. to distract that sleep cycle yes we we walked for half an hour 45 minutes and manali was 9 kilometers 9 kilometers single digit boss how can you stop <laughs> now so then uh, i continued and i walked till then sumit also joined uh, you know nobody wants to come and walk with you because it's raining it's cold it's <laughs> night <laughs> but and it must be pitch dark there. isn't it it's dark you can't see any mountains you cannot see anything there is less motivation all negativities you know but then sumit also walked with me and we reached the manali uh, manali at 3:30 in the morning now imagine i am i am walking from 5:45 it is 3:30 the next morning almost 22 it's, hours it's 22 hours of activity and i clocked 96 kilometers and when i reached there was still 2 and a half hours 3 hours for the sixth day to rise so for sorry sorry for the fifth day to begin technically mm-hmm. so in 4 days 21 hours 18 minutes i reached manali incredible thank you <laughs> but it was it was crazy it was uh, it was i felt very good uh, i got some activity to do and uh, i knew that by doing so probably it will come in the news people will read about it people will get motivated by it and after that i got few phone calls and i am very happy to share at this particular moment priti maske a woman from pune she did le manali cycling and i told her and she also applied for it and she is doing it right now such a wonderful you know a mother of two at the age of 45 she is attempting that we have got incredible examples actually to follow so let's let's bring this positivity let's bring this motivation let's uh, face the challenges life is full of challenges nothing is nothing is easy so at least by this if you if we you know that not to give up attitude face any situations you know that positivity i think it is necessary to reach to the society absolutely i completely agree with you and uh, when you have great peers uh, who are rallying behind you so the difficult task also becomes uh, possible yeah yeah i am possible is you know impossible is i am possible yeah <laughs> absolutely dr mahendra mahajan thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us and i'm sure our listeners are super pumped listening to you and uh, some nut crack would definitely attempt this very soon thank you thank you rohan for having me thank you very much and uh, listeners if you have anything to ask make sure you do it in the comment section or you can uh, dm us as well or you can dm uh, mahendra dada on his instagram or facebook wherever you are connected to him sure. and uh, we will try to bring out more such episodes to inspire you to share stories about what our friends and uh, friends and folks in the cycling and triathlon community are doing and uh, 
yeah get motivated and hit the road that's all from me in this episode goodbye